your my I meter. Um, my real name is Marita, but I've gone by meter, you know, since I was a teenager. And um, I only have been a normal weight once in my life. I, I'm working towards a healthy body weight. I've lost 108 pounds. Uh, 70 of those pounds has been since I stopped sugar in uh, October of 2020. I've had three substantial periods of abstinence since coming to OA, um, four months in 2007, 19 months in 2014 to 16, and my current abstinence of 17 months. I've been a compulsive eater all my life. My first weight I remember was 200 pounds. Um, and I was 10 years old. Uh, I was told I would cry a lot of it as a baby. So my mother says she started feeding me dumplings at uh, six months old. And uh, there's one baby picture of me uh, when I was about 15 months old and my brother was trying to hold me and uh, he had just me under the shoulders and, uh, you know, and the rest of me was hanging out. So I know that I had an eating disorder from the very beginning. And um, I remember when I was in the fifth grade, uh, my mother was called by, from the school office that she needed to send more money because I was begging her to eat everybody's food. Um, you know, I was also born with a, a defect and um, a birth defect. And, uh, you know, my mother was told that um, my legs would get the same length but they weren't. Uh, by the time I was 10 years old, my uh, right leg was four and a half inches different than my left leg. I had a horrible limp and um, you know, I wound up having to have surgery um, you know, at 10 years old to stop my right leg from growing. And uh, this was a pioneer surgery at the time. And uh, at that time they kept the steel in and uh, they don't do that anymore just because of the degenerative joint disease that can happen, uh, which, which happened to me. And, uh, you know, for, for seven years, I was actually in and out of rehab because I had an allergic reaction to the sutures and uh, there just wasn't a healing going on with my leg. And also my leg just wouldn't straighten out. My uh, hip continued to be crooked. My back continued to be crooked. And um, of course, you know, uh, being uh, very overweight and uh, also having a limp, I was, you know, bullied. And, uh, you know, there are some incredible names I was given that I'm not even gonna mention, pretty derogatory. Um, but, you know, that's pretty much the way that my childhood, I was a very lonely kid. And, um, you know, I was just very grateful that, you know, I uh, started attending a church when I was a teenager. And um, it was my minister and his wife who were very, you know, uh, helpful in getting me into college. And um, even they even drove me there. I lived in Maryland. And uh, they drove me to Illinois, which is about a thousand miles away. Um, you know, one of the things that, you know, I was really happy was to get away from home because I thought that all that pain that I had uh, would uh, leave me. And, uh, you know, that certainly wasn't the case. Um, uh, when I graduated from college, um, I, I graduated from nursing school. And uh, when I became a nurse, of course, I had a fantasy that I was going to marry a doctor. And, um, you know, as real college, I didn't really care about, um, you know, uh, dating or anything like that. It's, you know, uh, I was always going back for seconds in the school cafeteria. Food was my crutch. Food was my lioness blanket. And, um, you know, I actually had a love affair with food. Um, once I became a nurse, and of course, you know, all my college friends were getting married and having children. And, uh, you know, and I, I really had never had a boyfriend. And so, um, uh, at the age of 26, I actually went on a very strict diet, uh, you know, and I was running 
and I was able to lose uh, quite a bit of weight. And, um, you know, and then of course, uh, all of that attention and, you know, uh, you know, asking out for dates. And I wasn't, you know, prepared for that change in my body image. And, uh, you know, and I became a wall child and um, uh, very against, you know, my, my morals, my, you know, uh, value system. And, you know, pretty much I sold myself. So I never saw myself as thin. And I always saw myself as fat. So it's no surprise that I gained that weight back. Once I got my man, got my husband, and then I wound up, uh, you know, going ahead and gaining 80 pounds. And uh, pretty much, you know, that reading on page 77 in Voices of Recovery, March 17th reading, describes me. Um, I was a compulsive every year, and I lived like a compulsive eater. I wound up getting a divorce. I wound up destroying my body. I had to go out on uh, disability when I was age 55. And um, I didn't have an identity. Uh, I actually was whoever somebody wanted me to be. I was, you know, a huge people pleaser. And uh, I found my, um, uh, you know, value outside of myself. Uh, you know, I thought it was my job to take care of people. And, uh, you know, for, and for the next 35 years, that's exactly what happened. I would go up and down with my weight. And, you know, when I was divorced, I was the highest weight. Whenever I was unhappiest is when I was the most heaviest. So I got into my highest weight after I got divorced. And then, of course, I started the dating scene and, uh, you know, lost weight again and um, uh, wound up marrying for the second time. And uh, fast forward, uh, you know, I just stopped, you know, dieting. You know, I just stopped paying attention to what I weighed. And, you know, um, in 2007, uh, when I started attending OA, I actually was at my highest weight even yet. I was up to 283 pounds. And, uh, you know, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't walk. And, um, you know, I was just a mess. I was having severe reflux and I was vomiting because I was just eating so much food, um, you know. And really, I came to OA because of the gift of desperation. And, um, you know, my first um, 16 weeks, I went to the recovery group, uh, which is uh, totally online. And I um, uh, joined the newcomers loop and, uh, you know, and basically you do a lot of sharing and I've got so many emails and stuff. And, uh, you know, I was just, you know, um, showered with, you know, a lot of uh, attention and people that understood me. And it's the first time I felt like home in my whole life. I always felt that I didn't belong anywhere. And my first is where I really felt like I belonged. So, um, you know, in 16 weeks, I lost 40 pounds. And, uh, you know, I had been to Weight Watchers so many, many times. And this time in OA, I went back. Uh, and what happened was, is after that 16 weeks, they had these sharing loops. And so I kind of graduated from the newcomers loop and to go to a sharing loop. And it was so much less formal. And uh, I just fell on my face. And uh, that's when my relapsing began. Uh, whenever we have that uh, announcement where we announce the, you know, the um, a moment of silence for people who are suffering in and out of the room, that person suffering in the room was me. I actually stayed in the rooms because I was uh, an online leader once a week for the recovery group. And uh, I tried how, and uh, I got to my fourth step and was getting ready to to release my fifth step and um, my email sponsor, she had an emergency and she couldn't hear my story, hear my fifth step for five weeks. And I had convinced myself that I was the worst person on the planet, that I was a mistake, 
and I, I, I relapsed. I just went out. It was just, you know, I, it was just too much for me. I just couldn't take, I, I just, you know, didn't feel like, you know, why would anybody want to even hear this story because I'm so bad. So, you know, but I didn't give up. You know, what I did was I just, you know, I got another sponsor and, you know, I wound up, you know, uh, losing some weight, but I never really got uh, abstinent. And uh, then I, uh, you know, wound up, you know, having a disagreement with that sponsor. For some reason, I always thought that I needed to take care of people. And, um, you know, and then I felt like I was being taken advantage of. Uh, I was very passive aggressive. So, you know, this kind of uh, yo-yoing went on. And uh, by 2011, while I was still in the room, still leading that meeting, I got my highest weight yet, and that was 293 pounds. So in 2012, I wound up working the steps all the way for the first time since I'd come into the room. And um, I, I was abstinent sometimes, uh, in short-lived, I would have some slips. And then, you know, um, but I worked the steps and I wound up losing 50 pounds. Uh, through that. And um, I also uh, was uh, becoming a snowbird in Florida. You know, so I, um, I went to Florida and uh, we wound up having a, a major, you know, uh, fight, uh, the sponsor and I. And so I actually, I, I didn't have a sponsor more. And of course, you know, um, same story, went and relapsed again. And uh, then in uh, 2014, I had heard at one of my OA meetings that um, one of my uh, friends had told me that she went to AA for a sugar addiction. And that's what my addiction was. My sugar was an addiction. Whenever I would go to relapse, sugar was the first thing that I went for. And uh, so I went to AA. I didn't, feel, I didn't feel like I belonged in that room, but they, opened, they welcomed me with open arms. And I got a um, sponsor who was um, a double winner. And uh, we worked the Christian steps together. We didn't work the big steps together. And um, of course, you know, when I work the steps, I want to do it meters way. I want to do it when I want it and uh, how I want it. And, you know, uh, and so that's pretty much my story with that. And so I wound up staying abstinent. That was the first holiday uh, that I've ever not had sugar in my whole life. And um, two holidays, in fact. Uh, and so I wound up, you know, um, relapsing in 2000 in June of 2016 and the reason why I relapsed is because uh you know I, I had become complacent I was a snowbird and uh, when I went back to Virginia uh there wasn't an AA meeting who would accept me you know because I was a compulsive overeater and of course this is you know to over 20 years ago and uh so I um I you know just again you know I just went ahead and relapsed and this time I convinced myself that I was never going to go, go back into abstinence again. And why all the relapses? Uh, one of the reasons is because I just wasn't willing to do the work. On page 317, uh, in one of the stories of the big book, uh, you know, she writes that willingness and action are the two most important things in recovery. I was just not willing to do good at any length. And, uh, you know, I was um, practicing half measures. I was doing it meters way. And of course, meters way didn't work. And um, another reason is because I could never accept that I had a different relationship with food. The big book calls it the mental twist. And um, uh, I did not want to accept that I didn't have a, a normal relationship with food because that made me different. And different, me, and different reminded me of my childhood. 
and, um, and all that pain. And uh, besides, what was I going to do if I gave up food? I have so much uh, fear if I was going to give up food. I had a disconnect with, uh, you know, step two. And th that disconnect was, how could my higher power or God, the, uh, the higher power, my understanding, how could God really help me with my um, food addiction? Because it's something I caused myself. It's something I brought on. And also from all that dysfunction in my family, um, you know, I had so much, you know, uh, shame and guilt and, um, you know, I was actually pretty much feeling that I was, you know, nothing. And, uh, and, you know, so that's pretty hard to, you know, accept, you know, the unconditional love of your higher power when you just feel like you're nothing. And, um, you know, in 2016, I wound up getting another sponsor and, um, this time this sponsor, I didn't need to take care of her. Uh, she did quite fine on her own, and um, she actually saw some of my writing, and she had suggested that I go ahead and attend uh, Adult Children of Alcoholics. And Adult Children of Alcoholics isn't only for um, kids of, uh, around alcohol, but it's also for dysfunctional families. And, um, you know, my family was dysfunctional. Uh, I think I've said that before. And, um, you know, my, I came from, a, my mother was a single mother of four children, and uh, she had a mental illness. And, uh, you know, so I went ahead and worked the steps in Adult Children of Alcoholics. And uh, these were the hardest set of steps I've ever worked in my life. You know, one of the slogans in that program is you've got to uh, feel to heal. And um, what did I feel? And, but, you know, the good thing about that program was I was able to let go of all that guilt and shame. You know, it, I was able to put that dysfunction behind me and not carry it with me wherever I went and into any relationships. Uh, also was able to, you know, um, you know, put down that guilt and shame, you just let it go. Um, and then accept, you know, that God really did love me. And in fact, you know, um, they teach you about reparenting. And uh, I consider my higher power my parents uh, now because, you know, I did not come from a home where there was any love shown. I never felt loved. And, you know, that higher, my higher power's love is showing for me now. And so here I was, you know, um, you know, that was around 2018, of course, you know, I was attending meetings and doing a meter's way, of course. And, uh, you know, so, and I had convinced myself I was never going to get an abstinent. And I remember see, even sitting in a meeting telling people I really liked a compulsive overeating. You know, I just was really, you know, very much into my disease. And then COVID happened. And, um, you know, in my diseased mind, I had been staying around, you know, 80 pounds overweight. And, uh, you know, of course, I was controlling my food and uh, I was, uh, you know, just very comfortable uh, at 80, uh, 80 pounds overweight. So, you know, as long as I stayed 80 pounds overweight and I stayed pretty much of that same weight, I was fine. You know, I was very comfortable what I was doing because I could have my cake and eat it too. So uh, we were in lockdown in COVID and uh, I hadn't weighed myself for three months. And every day I would go out to... Um, to somewhere to get something to eat. And it was usually sugar. And, uh, you know, and I, I was compulsively overeating. And um, I weighed myself on June 1st, 2020, and I gained 25 pounds. And of course, you know, this was like that uh, a gift of desperation again, you know, because I said, God, you please help me. Please help me. You know, here I am, you know, I'm only 38 pounds now for my top weight. And, you know, and I know that I have really got to do something. I didn't get absent right then, but um, I wound up, uh, 
you know, it just, well, I felt different. Uh, there was, uh, I just kept trying. And on, um, the, and I think that this is the reason why I got abstinent, but I don't really know. You know, I just think that it was more or less God shining for me. And um, my, my sponsor sponsor was requiring pictures. She had just gotten this new sponsor and requiring pictures of all your food. Well, I, I said, well, I can't take pictures of this junk that I'm eating. So, you know, um, when I started taking my pictures, you know, uh, I wasn't taking them because I was eating it. And then I decided, well, if I'm supposed to take these pictures, then I'm gonna do that, but I'm not gonna eat junk. And on October 8th, 2020, it was a, was, um, you know, the first day that I, you know, had not ingested sugar and I have not ingested sugar since. So, you know, what's happened to me afterwards? Uh, well, you know, I don't wear this food called colored glasses anymore. Uh, you know, another thing is, is that um, I went to a uh, workshop one time and um, I heard this uh, analogy of the person in her program. She said uh, her higher power is at the top, at the coat hanger, at the top of the coat hanger, and then her program is in the middle of the coat hanger, and then everything else is on the bottom. Well, you know, throughout my whole recovery, everything had been reversed. God was in my back pocket. Um, you know, my program was actually below my knees, and, you know, everything else, you know, took precedent over, you know, everything. I put me for me, me last, you know, and um, because I was so busy taking care of everybody. And, you know, one of the things that I realized that I came to um, really realize in uh, working the steps and out of the program was that, you know, what I thought was a total asset for me for that um, every responsibility, feeling that I needed to take care of everybody was definitely one of my major character defects because I was playing God. Uh, I, it was my way to control. And um, I'm, I'm just so grateful now that, you know, uh, I'm aware of that. Um, and uh, I'm working on uh, the ninth step now. I should be finished tomorrow. And uh, I'm going to start on step 10 with my sponsor tomorrow. And, uh, you know, I'm just so grateful for my recovery now because um, when I did my fourth step this, this time, I was able to go back to 40, 45 years ago where in any of my other um, recoveries, I worked three recoveries. Um, any of my other recoveries, I had not been extensive at all or neither my OA one and step 12, because you know, even though when I was considering my abstinence, you know, I was white, pretty much white knuckling it. And I always had thoughts of food. So to really, I probably wasn't abstinent at all. Um, I was just, you know, just getting by with not, not eating sugar. So, you know, working this step this time has, was just incredible. And I've never said that I, I've never been able to say that I was joyous, happy and free. And now, you know, the way I, way I feel is just like I have such a fuller life now. And, um, you know, my weight loss is very slow. Uh, I'm taking some medications. And, um, you know, so my weight loss is not as fast as you would normally think. I was hoping it would be five pounds a month. But there, I was expecting something. And that's something that happened to me is that in these last uh, 10 months, I've only lost 11 pounds. Um, you know, uh, I'm starting to lose more weight now. But uh, I actually became so obsessed with the scale. I was lying to my sponsor. I didn't tell her that I was weighing myself every day. And, uh, you know, I finally, you know, um, had the little knock on my shoulder or, you know, maybe the tap on my head. And uh, I was, you know, I realized, I, hey, you're going you're gonna to relapse. And so 
my sponsor has always told me that um, my abstinence has to be my most important thing in my life. And it, and it, it has become that. And um, I'm just very slow sometimes. Um, you know, as the promises say, you know, some are, some are slow. And uh, mine's been slow just because of my willingness. Um, I don't know, how much more time do I have left? You got a little over five minutes left. Okay. All right. So um, I'm a sponsor now. You know, I had actually, you know, uh, I, I had asked um, God that, you know, if you're willing to give me my abstinence, uh, then I'll become a sponsor. And I did become a sponsor. And uh, I also, I'm, I'm more willing to go to any lengths now. Uh, I also um, have a nutritionist now, so I can't control my food. I'm uh, I'm now committing my food to my sponsor. And uh, if any changes are made, I have to call beforehand. Um, uh, you know, everything that is both I'm supposed to be eating is definitely on the food plan that the nutritionist prepared for me. So I don't really have control of my food anymore. It's very freeing. Um, and I, I don't get to do, I don't do those bite licks and tastes anymore. There's, as I call them, the BLTs. Um, and because, uh, you know, I know exactly what I need to eat. And, uh, and that's, that's been a great blessing. Truly, I am feeling God's power um, because God is doing for me what I cannot do for myself. And, um, you know, I just want to send a message to all of you who are struggling out there. You've heard how long it took me to become abstinent. You know, and I mentioned that I had 19 months of abstinence and so I'm a little shy of that. And um, why don't I think that, you know, that's going to be a problem this time because I'm in a much different place. You know, I, I stopped counting uh, my days of abstinence because really every day that I start over in the morning, I'm starting pretty much fresh, you know, and thinking that, you know, I need to, you know, um, get through this day because this is all I have. So, you know, I am uh, learning how to meditate. I, I am meditating some, but I don't do it for very long, but I've, I've always been praying and I'm doing my spiritual reading. Um, I actually um, have an autoimmune disease and it causes severe fatigue. So I can't always, when I get up in the morning, um, the autoimmune disease affects my eyes. So I really can't read too much and I can't really pray too much because I don't have the concentration there. So I have to do my prayer a little later in the morning. And, you know, that's okay because I was beating myself up, not getting that first because I was uh, thinking that, you know, um, I couldn't get my higher power, you know. If I couldn't get him first in my day, then that meant that I would have, wasn't putting him first in my life. Well, that's not really true. I, I learned that I have to adapt, you know, uh, because of certain things. Uh, you know, I just want to throw the message out there, you know, um, keep coming back because that's what I did. You know, I would have much rather been struggling in the rooms than to be outside of the rooms because I was with my family of choice. And uh, I was around people that showed me how to love myself. And, uh, you know, and as, as you can see through my story, that took a long, long, long time. So um, I'm grateful and um, I really don't think that I have very much more. So thanks for letting me share.